Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to see you today. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Wonderful, wonderful. We're ready to go. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of interest in what we've been doing in the last couple of years, and there's a growing interest. Of course, we kept with the uh, COVID uh, monstrosity and presented the case for a view that was different than what was run, being run in the mainstream media. And uh, I think that helped us in getting the attention and people looking at what uh, the free market is all about and, and what uh, the First Amendment means. But right now, and then we followed through and we got uh, very, very much involved in trying to prevent that war that we're involved in, in Ukraine, and we will, uh, we will continue to do that. But there's also these other factors that are happening it's, uh, still at home, and it's not quite as uh, attention-grabbing as COVID, and maybe Ukraine, but it's probably, it could be even more significant. And that's what's happening to the finances in this country and the policies uh, that have wrecked our economy. And I think it's in much worse shape than uh, anybody ever, ever realized. And, uh, and now uh, they're trying to patch it up and they've come up with some crazy schemes on how we're going to make sure everybody's taken care of well. But, but you know, there's inflation out there. People hurt, people are on fixed income. And, uh, oh, well, they are short of money. Well, give them more money, print more money. Hmm. Oh, but you know, we've said it so often, you can't correct inflation by more inflation. So that's that's a one thing we want to talk, talk about today. And uh, I, I think that uh, uh, this whole thing of regulating wages you know, whether you could uh, uh, prop up wages and that will take care of it. You could send them more money and, uh, and that helps for a week or two as long as they have the money and then the prices go up. And also demanding that the corporations, you know, have wage uh, fixation, fixes, fixed wages. Uh, under wage and price controls, uh, you know, uh, people say, wonderful, they're going to regulate my wages. But the truth is, uh, the, uh, the wages, uh, they, if they can raise them, they can lower them too. And the market wants them to lower their wage. And we'll talk more about that in, in a minute. They want, the market wants to lower and liquidate the bad debt. But those aren't uh, really popular opinions about uh, uh, how, how to correct this problem. Because the answer, of course, is not complicated. If you have inflation, which is too much money created out of thin air, you should quit. But uh, no, they've made it more complicated than that. You know, it makes it tough for the investors too. How do you invest in this? And I've been dealing with that in a personal way all the way back in the 60s when I started my medical practice because I had studied and read and understood the significance of gold, but it wasn't even legal to own gold. So uh, conditions change. And uh, that, that is the reason that we are now working as a partnership with uh, Birch Gold. Uh, because if you want to get some more information about the pros and cons of investing in gold and get more information, uh, they will provide a free package of information for you if you uh, text this number, text RON. 989898 and they will send you some material and they don't send you a bill not for that they send it to you free and uh, it's something that it's it's worthwhile checking uh, probably people have different opinions of everything that we do but the best thing to do is get more informed and uh, even even the issue of gold the answer isn't 
one way. You can only buy it <coughs> it's this way. Other people are, have more of a gambling uh, atmosphere in their body where they say, okay, I'm going to buy it today and spend, sell it tomorrow and make a bundle. Well, I'm not in that category, but uh, in a free market, you're allowed to do that. And it, it actually serves the purpose of sor sorting things out. But uh, this is the reason that we have associated with, uh, uh, with Birch Gold. And uh, they understand the issues and, we, and they are very much aware of uh, the importance of people understanding our philosophic uh, mes uh, message and economic message of sound money and limited government and staying out of wars. So that's why uh, we have been uh, working as a partner with, uh, with Birch. Just remember the number, Ron, 989898. And Chris, we want to talk today about <coughs> uh, a living wage. Uh, what is a living wage? <laughs> I thought wages were wages. I thought you earned it. If you produced more, your wages would go up. Now, what is that? People, what do you mean? No, you have to have a living wage. You have to decide how much people need and want, and then the bureaucrats will tell you what the wages are. But how does that work? Have you figured that out yet? Uh, no one will ever figure it out because a living wage is totally arbitrary. It cannot be defined. We are all different, living in different circumstances. It's impossible to come up with a living wage for people. But this is, you know, one of the big problems of government when they stray from the Constitution. They try to impose one size fits all onto everyone. And it doesn't work. Look at public schooling, uh, look at the vaccines. Uh, you know, one size does not fit all. But that's that's the way they roll and if people go with it and they're going to keep doing it and that's what you know they would like with a living wage is to give people a living wage that they would i guess make up but the government itself is broke you know just for starters it's 30 plus trillion in debt and then there's much more than that that they're liable for and you know we are in this situation where people are coming up short of money because of the money printing and the spending of the government you know, during COVID, go back to our old Liberty reports, all this free money that you're getting, it's going to drive up prices. It's exactly what it did. You know, so this is not rocket science, but, you know, people like free money. They wanted the COVID bucks. You know, they wanted to not go to work and get paid with uh, money that the government didn't have. And now we're in the current situation. So more money printed for a supposed living wage would have to be printed that go, the government doesn't have, and it'll drive up prices even further, creating even bigger problems. So this whole idea is another disaster in the waiting. Let's hope that we can fend it off for the time being. Uh, very, very good. <clears throat> and uh, this is something that the people should grasp rather easily uh, because I think you explain it so well, and it is not that complicated, uh, but it's been made complicated by government interventionism in everything that we do, especially in the monetary system, they, they don't allow voluntarism <coughs> and uh, sound money to uh, actually solve these problems. They, uh, they want the government to take care of them and all these things. But inevitably, the, uh, the markets have been distorted throughout the centuries by government manipulations. They always want to have the monopoly control of the money, even when there's a gold standard or a pseudo gold standard, it, because it's always manipulated to do go with excessive spending and excessive government. On the short run, they can get away with it. But eventually, something has to happen because there'll be too much debt. 
the prices will be distorted, savings aren't at where they should be, and therefore they say, what we have to do is get the government to, to come, come in. But there's also a marketplace that assesses all of this too. If there's uh, too much debt and prices are too high, maybe even wages are too high, and there's been excesses, that has to be paid for, and that means that the people have to cut back. And nobody wants to do that. So, and the government, the government doesn't like it either, so that's why they always resort to inflation. But the market actually wants deflation. They want to liquidate debt, and they want to get rid of the, the hindrance of an interference, and uh, the market takes care of it if the government does nothing, and it's painful, but much shorter, and you can get back on your feet much faster, and there's been examples of that. But no, right now, uh, the, there's a big contest going on because you'll hear, could there be inflation uh, uh, right now? Yeah, everybody knows about prices going up. Could there be deflation? Yeah, there could be, and both can exist. But if one gets one ahead of the other, you know, when, it's, when deflation gets ahead of it, then you can have deflationary depressions and deflationary uh, uh, recessions. And that's the effort to market to get it back to more uh, a neutral where the market can operate. And one of the major problems, Chris, on this is it's difficult because they have to defy the natural definition of a currency, and that is the unit of account. And uh, periods of times when things were uh, operated much more smoothly, they would uh, define the value of, a, uh, of, of the currency. There was a time, you know, when we had uh, started the, our country, we had a bad experience with inflation, so they started to define the money and as a unit of account of gold and silver, and things went well until we had a Federal Reserve, and they said, that's old-fashioned. We don't have to have a definition of unit of you know, account. That'll, restrain, that'll restrain, restrain us in fighting wars, and it'll restrain our wealth fair state it will restrain our corporations from making big buck so we have to have to challenge that and that's what's going on <clears throat> eventually if nothing really is done about the inflation factor wins uh, on the short run but uh, the markets the markets uh, rule as well the market is actually what brought down the gold standard because people just quit trusting the dollar at $35 an ounce so there's a, there's a big effort going on right now, the contest between a natural effort deflating and make corrections of the mistakes made with uh, not being able to define the currency and uh, also to, uh, also to make, make sure that uh, we rein in the government because the other part of it, Oh, you want to cut back? Yeah, but you can't cut back uh, on the printing of money if you don't cut back on, on, uh, on spending the money. So where do we spend? Everywhere. The government's everywhere we go. So that's, that's the problem. It's the appetite for big government. They think they can get a free lunch, and they can't. And so in a way, we're the bearer of uh, good news at the same time. Uh, tough news because you have to quit the spending but the good news is that you can restore an economy rather quickly if you follow the rules. Chris. Very good Dr. Paul yes and you know a common argument that you'll see with regards to living wages you know people deserve it they deserve this XYZ wage for the work that they do if they work 40 hours and that's just an, a, a subjective opinion in reality, you only deserve what someone will willingly, you know, without being forced, pay you. 
You know, only after someone agrees to pay you something do you have proof. Yes, you know, this person thinks I deserve this. And that may be the only person. You could go to the competitors and be like, no, I wouldn't pay you that. I wouldn't pay you that. That may be the only one. So you're, it's only, uh, you know, the value scales of the people involved in the contract, the labor contract. And you're valued for the skills that you provide, the productivity. Uh, you're not valued as a person, you know, but the left, they love to to uh, get to your emotions. You, I mean, you could be a great father, friend, a great coach in your community, but you're, that's not what you're paid at your job for. You're paid for your skills and your productivity. And the better that you are, people will fight for you to not let you go. Your boss will pay you more to make sure a competitor doesn't grab you, you know, or a competitor will try to grab you and try to pay you more. That's just, you know, everybody is looking out for the best of their business and it has nothing to do with what you think you deserve. It's what the other person is willing to pay you, and that's what the wage ends up being. You know, the one thing that we have to deal with, uh, but most people aren't uh, willing to admit it, and that's, that's the bankruptcy. We're, we are literally bankrupt. We can't pay the bills. We owe a lot more money than our income. The GDP is, uh, is uh, now lower than our debt. And so that is a problem, and the admission of bankruptcy is, is, uh, is a big deal, and uh, yet that's what the market wants. We're bankrupt, we should make the corrections, and, uh, and yet uh, this policy of regulating wages or prices or whatever the interference is, or just injecting money, send them a check, it, it just doesn't work. Uh, it makes, makes things worse, and, uh, and uh, if we continue that, we will not see an answer to this, and, and the uh, understanding of this is not complex. The founders understood this. The runaway inflation of the continental dollar made it so that they wanted to restrain that, and that's why only gold and silver is legal tender under the Constitution. And this is, this is something that people have to accept, but the, the bankruptcy and, and, and things like a living wage and maximum minimum wages and things like that, they're just gimmicks. They're, they're politically driven, and people, people are probably looking at a living wage. Boy, somebody say, boy, I, I do need that. What were they saying when COVID hit? And it was exaggerated, and uh, the news was just uh, so so bad, nobody knew exactly what was going on. The people say, well, everybody's going to die from COVID, but we're going to do, we're going to vaccinate everybody. So the people say, good, here's my heart, eject us. And then they jump on the bandwagon and uh, unnecessarily making things worse. And now we're still trying to sort that out, even though... A lot of people woke up on with the issue of COVID and they changed their tune. They were going to the school boards and trying to change the school boards about enforcing the ridiculous rules. And uh, right now, though, uh, there's still too much support for the government coming to the rescue. How can, how can they come to the rescue? They caused the problem. They coming to the rescue would mean get the government to back off, guarantee what the definition of a currency is. Uh, ha ha have a unit of account. How can you build an economy if you don't even know what the currency is worth? And, uh, and then to have a government that can spend that will, and if they get a privileged uh, position of being able to issue the reserve currency of the world, it's a amazing how much mischief they can do around the world. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why we have a deeply flawed foreign policy. 
is the, is the fact that uh, it's, we've had the privilege uh, bestowed upon us to print the money and everybody would trust it, but that trust has started to wane and people aren't as trusting of our dollar as they used to be. And that is just the bankruptcy screaming and hollering said it can't work, it can't work. But the dollar is still being used. But there's a lot of people out there and a lot of numbers, whether it's in China, India, Russia, Iran, they're sick and tired of our foreign policy. And uh, actually, if we would have a, a less flawed monetary system and an economic system, it wouldn't be a problem. But we have a deeply flawed system, so it makes it vulnerable. And therefore, people should prepare for the worst but also to realize that the best could come from some very simple rules. One would be have an honest unit of account, and the other is everything is voluntary. Don't force anybody to do anything. You can't tell people what they can do or can't do. And believe me, the sorting out of an economy and a society is much, much more favorable when you think that Dr. Fauci is a better choice to tell us what to do. There's a lot of Dr. Fauci's out there and they live in Washington and they think they can tell us how to live and it'll solve our problem. But they solve the problems that they think are the problems is how do we get more money into the pharmaceutical industry same way in the military? How do we get more money so we can buy more bombs because we're running out of bombs? You know, uh, there's a shortage of weapons and we're fighting, we're fighting a war in Ukraine. Most people, I asked somebody the other day, what do you think about Ukraine? I don't even know where it is, they said. And uh, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And I keep say, arguing the case that it's not complicated. And if you get confused and wonder what to do, and you, where do you start on this? Well, one is to get educated and do your best to protect oneself. Uh, the, the, other, the other thing is, is uh, you just have to, uh, you know, sp spread, spread a message. And, uh, and what we, we have that ability to do that. And uh, I, I'm convinced also that the maximum number of people, if you do a real poll, they support the position of freedom and volunteerism and not the authoritarianism. And yet uh, the authoritarianism has to get really bad or the war gets very bad. And then the people finally throw up their hands like they did in the 60s when Vietnam was too much and they just says enough is enough, cut it off. And uh, so but I'm, I'm more interested right now is preventing the problem rather than waiting until it gets so bad. But we have a condition which is going to get worse and it will be an opportunity for us to offer the, the, the principles of liberty. But uh, it's much easier if we could just prevent the war. And that's why right now uh, we've joined others who are trying to prevent that war from expanding in Ukraine because people now are whispering, you know what, this is going to lead to World War Three. Well, it shouldn't it doesn't have to be and that is why we have to say well we should be in the prevention business as well as the treatment business chris so dr paul i'll finish up uh you know anybody that listens or watches us regularly there's a pattern to our shows the because the government operates the same exact way they just keep repeating the same thing over and over they appeal to people's emotions their superficial emotions and then they capitalize on it they do not want anybody to think things through. Our job is to help, you know, for a for us to think things through, and then to help others to think things through, which is what the government does not want. If you think about the wars, Iraq, they spent six trillion dollars for what? There were no weapons of mass destruction. Iraq had nothing to do with 9/11, uh, and now that six trillion is gone. Our money. 
Afghanistan, 20 years. Uh, COVID, you know, over this virus, they totally overreacted, locked everybody down. And now, oh, yeah, it was the wrong thing to do. The vaccines, they emotionally charge at everyone. And then, oh, it doesn't prevent transmission or, uh, you, or stop you from getting it. And then the China balloon, everybody's ready to go to war with China. And we're finding out, yeah, it's not really from China. Ukraine, $100 billion. It's the same thing. They appeal to your emotions and then they capitalize on it real fast and they get rich and we all suffer as a result or not all, but most people. And they will censor people that try to uh, help people to get, think things through. And it's our you know, job uh, individually to do our best not to fall for these emotional tricks that they just it's like a, a, a hamster wheel. They just keep doing it over and over and over and they keep capitalizing. Uh, living wages are the same thing. They're trying to appeal to emotion. Who doesn't want free money? Just like with the COVID. You know, they appeal to that emotion and then it just creates, look, the, the inflation that we have. And if we have living wages, we'll get even worse inflation. So we have to think things through because eventually the hamster wheel is going to stop. They're going to be bankrupt. And you want to at least, you know, take care of yourself and your family the best that you can. Very, very good, Chris. You know, uh, the one thing is, is uh, we, we argue as if the enemy uh, doesn't know what's going on and uh, they, they say, well, we just have to adjust the wages and of course they're now advertising a living wage and I'd like to give my opinion. It's not going to work. It'll just make things worse. But uh, the other thing is uh, the, uh, the enemy, those who believe, uh, other than uh, we who believe in the free market, they, uh, they know wages have to go down. And, uh, and they want it to, but they also know that you can't regulate wages going down. People will get upset about that. So they say, what we have to do, and they even did this before the crunch came a couple of years ago, is they, they, wanted, they wanted to be prepared for this. We're getting too much debt. So let's lick, start liquidating debt. So that what we need is there's not enough inflation. Prices aren't going up enough. So they want the inflation to lower wages, but they would never say, oh, you know, our policies are designed to, in, in a sneaky way, lower the wages of the people and uh, they can get away with that where they couldn't get away with it if they say, well, all right, uh, you, you know, we have a maximum wage. We can say the minimum wage is $15 an hour, even if you're only uh, generating $12 worth an hour. So no, we, we'll do that. We like that. But uh, if you come along and 15 to $20 is too high and the market can't take it. They say, okay, we're going to lower the minimum wage. Uh, the, the living wage is going to be $12 an hour. You, you know, there, there'd be a rebellion going on. Uh, so what they do is they deflate, they debase the currency, and you get currency uh, that's lost its value. And we see, we call it inflation, but it, it really is debasement of the currency, the value of the currency, because we don't follow the rules, we cheat. And I like to use a term that I think describes what goes on because it describes government so well on how they adjust incomes for different people. The rich get rich and the poor get poorer. And that is the issue of plunder. They use the issue of plunder to take and steal and manipulate and transfer, give special privileges to. And right now we live in an age where uh, the corporations, you know, you hear of the left 
uh, frequently over the years be very good at attacking corporations as if anybody that's in a corporation and running an honest business is included. But the, uh, uh, the, the whole thing is we're, we're now living in an age where the corporations the, uh, the have, uh, have adapted to this system called corporatism because they become partners with government. And it's, uh, it's, it's in ways similar to, but it's marching toward a more fascist state where the government has absolutely total control. And they have a lot of control now. And just think of the pharmaceuticals industries as well as the military industry. Uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're independent. Things go wrong. The government says, see, it's that private market that did it. So that is, that, is, that is the whole thing that they do. They try to deceive and they believe that, uh, you, you know, that you can have this in between. But what has it given to us in medicine? I saw a report the other day, which uh, just really bugs me. And that is, where is the most expensive medicine in the world? And by far, uh, far and large, it's the United States because we have corporate medicine. We don't have free market medicine. And we know of hospitals in this country, even under all these circumstances, that they're totally free markets. They, uh, they, they have totally free markets. They don't mess around with insurance or government medicine. And the prices are low enough that a lot of average people can afford it because the uh, because of the, the cost of uh, even the uh, uh, insurance company and the copay can be so high. If it's there, but it's just so few. But it's such a shame that uh, the system that we have, that's this corporatism, the corporations run it. It, was, it became, it's very sinister and was so, so sinister in the corporations and uh, the uh, uh, social media participating in the government in enforcing the laws of what we have to do so that make sure everybody's woke so that they know what is proper in a social sense. And that is not a good system. That's the opposite of what a free society is all about because a free society is based on everything being voluntary. Voluntary arranged between individuals, socially, medically, and uh, religiously, spiritually, is always voluntary. And it should be that way internationally too. You have agreements with other countries if things are voluntary. Not one country who can uh, rack up sanctions and believes and operated with coups and thrown out leadership. That is not going to work. So the answers are there. They're simple. They're moral. They're constitutional. And it's just that if the people, uh, you know, know about it, I think on a vote, they come down on the side of it. Right now, though, we're marching into this crisis. And I believe there'll be a time that the people will have more of a choice. And, uh, of course, I'm going to do my best to present a case for liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.